day of Christmas. Um, let's do something completely different. Let's go back. I've been dusting off some of the old, uh, some of the archives here. My videos, my recordings from back when I was able to perform live. I'm reminiscing on the good times. And so let's go through today. I will, uh, I'm going to go through audio and a video of one of the most insane shows that I've ever had. Um, and then I'm also going to go through, let's take one of my jokes and I'll play it. We can listen to it and I'll just kind of walk through. I'll tell you guys how I came up with it. It's kind of the story behind the joke. And before we even begin that, I just, I, I just want to, can I tell you guys the worst joke that I've ever heard in my life? Because it literally just occurred to me as I was thinking about this episode. This is the worst joke <laughs> that I've ever heard. And it was, uh, my grade three teacher told us this on Halloween. This is the, I swear to God, this is as close as I remember, almost the exact words of how she told us this joke. So we sit down and she goes, guys, I have a friend so crazy, um, was walking home yesterday from work. And on the way home, there was this coffin. Super weird, right? Just this coffin. They didn't really think about it. They kept walking, but everywhere that they would go, still this coffin strange all the way home they get home there's the coffin they run inside their house they turn around the corner they look back and still there's the coffin and it keeps getting closer and closer and closer and finally they tap they get tapped on the shoulder and right there is the coffin and they say hey do you want a Robitussin? The silence that occurred right now occurred in our class. 30 kids bombed. The joke bombed in front of 30 kids. You realize what it is. It, it, it took me years later to realize the co- it was coughing. I get it. There was a coughing. Bo- Someone took a coffin pun. And tried to turn it into a whole joke. I don't know if she made that joke up, but it literally haunts me to this day. Like how bad <laughs> how bad it is. And she had to explain, like, oh, Robitussin is for coughs. So it's for the cu-. Anyway, all right, let's hop into this. Here's here's a joke uh from my album, Plug, Working Comic. And if you've seen me perform live before, you'll recognize this joke. Uh it's about n- none other than tampons. Listen to this. Like I said, I do the shopping for our family, right? And I'll buy anything. I'm not afraid I'll buy tampons. I'm not scared to do it, right? I'll do it. But I need information, don't I? I need details. The first time she sent me to pick them up, no info. She just threw it on the grocery list. It was like bread, cheese, tampons, 24. And I'm like, any man, when you read that, your first thought is, that is way too many. <laughs> 24, a flat? <laughs> of 10, what are your friends coming over? What? <laughs> Let's just get a six pack and make it through the weekend, you know? And I'm like, but how would I know what to get for her, right? Commercials, useless. Tampon commercials, I don't even know who writes those. They don't relate to anyone. I saw one where a girl is snowboarding. She was like, yeah. 
Snowboarding? Whose life is that? I've seen my girlfriend during that time of the month. I will do whatever she needs to help. I don't recall her one time waking up with the request, like, oh, I'm so bloated. Oh. Can you take me to the skate park? <laughs> Feel like doing some tricks? I'll go get my board. Drive fast, I wanna be on the half pipe when this hits, let's go. All right, so that's that's actually there's two parts to that joke. The sales guy is the second part, um, and this is it's just an interesting bit to me because that's one of them. That's one of them uh, jokes that I can remember the exact origin and the the kernel of that joke, if that's even an expression. The kernel, that entire bit that's grown over years of doing it, but the entire idea for that joke came from a real commercial and I'll put a link um, in the post for this episode. Uh, it's a commercial. It's a tampon commercial. It was a real commercial that was on TV. Alex Morgan, who is, I think she's the goalie for the U S women's soccer team was in this commercial. And I remember the whole commercial was someone was kicking the ball. She caught the ball and then she sort of stared at the camera and she's like, Oh, just cause I'm a woman. You think that I'm going to crack under pressure? And then there's a scene of her catching the ball like or seize the moment. It was something like that, right? And the only reason that I found that was so weird was because the whole dynamic of having a commercial that is, it's for women. It's a, it's a woman in the commercial. And for some reason, she's like talking to dudes, right? That's who she's confronting. Like, oh, you think because I'm a woman I can't do this? So there was something so bizarre to me about her even bringing me. It's like, who cares? What do you care what I think? I don't know. There was something so weird to me about that dynamic of like, why are you talking to guys in a commercial that has nothing to do with us? And that's what stemmed this whole joke. I remember I, I would always bring that up. And it got to the point my fiance said, you either, I don't want to hear you because I would complain about the commercial or at least bring that up every time I saw it. And she's like, I don't want to hear it anymore. She said, you either write a joke and take that out on stage or I don't want to hear it. So I had to, and it stemmed from that. And so that was the original iteration of that joke was me just talking about the commercial and you can see how much it's evolved because it doesn't even really have anything to do with that particular commercial in the, you know, in sort of the final version there, which that, that joke evolved probably over a year, a year and a half of continuously just changing it sort of finding what was funny about it and then expanding it to the whole thing of me actually going shopping for them, trying to find the right one. All of that was added on as the joke grew, but that's why it's so, whenever I get perturbed by something or frustrated, the emotion is always to me what starts the writing process or process, depending if you're Canadian or American. Um, that's what always starts the process to me is a feeling of, of frustration. And all I'm trying to do in a joke is convey that emotion. And that's what really gets the wheels turning is when I feel. And there was something about that commercial that made me feel, I don't know if frustrated is the word, but confused. And it just seemed like I had to express how weird that is in a way. 
And that's kind of the fun part of stand-up to me is because you see something, you go, that's weird. You can't just go on stage and go, that's weird. You have to find a creative way and a funny way to show people through jokes what you're saying. And so that's where I go. Like, and it is true. It's like, you know, you see tampon commercials and people are like, yeah, they're snowboarding. They're doing all a bunch of weird stuff. And you're like, why? You know, if you actually talk to girls, they're like, I'm not, that doesn't appeal to anyone. So that's the whole basis of that joke. And it's been, um, it's been one of my stronger jokes for a long time. And can I also just say, when I listen to that recording, man, the warmth of just hearing a full room of people oh that brings me back that feels good but yeah that's it's kind of interesting it's just fun to see how these these jokes change and you know I even still do that joke occasionally and even now it's different all of these things change jokes change over time um for me anyway some people keep it the same some people change it a lot I just kind of let it naturally progress to what it's going to be the funniest way that it's going to exist and uh as long as I still feel the uh, emotion behind it, I'll, I'll keep telling it. So I don't know. I don't even know if that's interesting to you guys or if that's too like inside baseball. But I do think it's, it is fun and it's fun to look back and go, I remember the exact moment that I saw that commercial. I remember the exact moment I took it on stage. And it really wasn't very funny at first. I had a very hard time in the beginning even conveying the frustration or the the point that I was trying to make, which was these commercials are over the top. They're kind of weird. They sort of have nothing to do with anything. And it took a long time of chipping away, of trying different versions to, you know, come up with an artistic rendition of talking about tampons. Now let's do a, let's hop into a, a heckle bit here or a heckle. I don't know. This is a disaster show. And before I even get into that, I'll say, the craziest experience I've had on stage with um, like audience, I, you, you do a million shows and there's a million that have, you know, crazy audiences. I could go on for days, but the one that escalated the most was an actual fist fight that happened at Yuck Yucks Edmonton where I was on stage. Man, I should dig up the video for this too. I might have it somewhere in my archives, but I was on stage and I hear after I say a joke, some a lady shrieks, shrieks. And in my mind, as a comic, I go, killing it. That's how good that joke was. Someone had to, sc- <laughs> had to scream. And then there's this really weird feeling in the room. And I look over. And as I'm looking over, I see this guy run down the stairs. Because there's kind of two levels in the Edmonton Yuck Yucks. There's like five stairs. This guy runs down the stairs. And with the momentum of the stairs, sucker punches a guy at the table. And at this point... You know, I'm a big proponent of it's the comic's responsibility to control the room with stage presence and material and performance. But that's up to a that's up until someone gets punched in the face, at which point there is no joke I can tell or trick that I know to do, which is going to be be able to pull everyone back to my set because who doesn't want to watch a fight? I want to watch it. So I remember I just ended up sitting on the stool and watching the fight. They had to have police come in. Then they started doing, they broke it up and they started doing like uh, witness statements inside the showroom. And I had to be like, hey guys, with all due respect, we still have to complete the show. We still have like 20 minutes left. And I had to, uh, I had to like kick the <laughs> casino security out of the room. So that's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. And I do remember there was two people at the table who threw punches in the fight. 
Then they sit back down at their table as if they're going to watch the rest of the show. And I was like, you guys got to get out. And they're like, why? I'm like, because, what do you mean why? You got into a fist fight. Who thinks they can just do, do a fist fight at a comedy show and then just sit down, have a nacho and keep watching it? Insane. So that was kind of crazy. Now, this is a show. I have talked about this before. There is a video that actually um, accompanies this one. Um, this is a show, and I call this like my Greek disaster, my big fat Greek disaster. What happened was I get a last minute offer from Calgary Yuck Yucks to go host a show for Angelo Sarukas, and he's a Greek comedian, and I've heard of him. He's a great comic. I didn't know, and I knew he has Greek heritage, and so they say, hey, he does an extra show on Sundays for his fans. Do you want to come? And uh, perform on, I go, sure. And it's Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm amazed that they're even able to sell tickets to this. But I go down there. And when I show up, the manager, Scott, tells me, he goes, you know, this is a this is a Greek show. You know that, right? And I go, yeah, that's fine. I assumed Angelo is Greek. And he goes, like Greek. I thought he meant Greek-themed show. And he goes, no, I mean, like, they they speak Greek. Angelo's doing his set in Greek. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, just so you know real quick, I only know my jokes in, in English. For the, I, And I still do. I only know my jokes in English. And I'm like, do they, so does the audience speak Greek? And he's like, yes. I'm like, do they speak English? And he's like, I don't know. So I'm not so I find this out like two minutes before the show. I don't have time to learn Greek. Okay, I don't have time to rewrite my jokes in Greek. So now I just gotta hop on stage into this into an audience that I'm speaking a different language and try to do comedy. And let's see. Here's the intro right here. Okay, so this is this is my first couple minutes on stage and I want you guys to to hear this part oh you're translating it is everyone here from Greece so that's the guy literally says to me that they're translating it and at this point I realize I'm screwed and I ended up doing like my best because when you sense that you're gonna have to do you know fight through you move your best jokes up to even have a chance i did my best joke right off the top to try and get them and i got nothing and i realized this is about to spiral out of control so here is me i've now realized that the audience is they're greek they don't even speak the same language not only that they are here for a greek show themed to them they don't want to hear my jokes about Facebook, Instagram. So I'm now I'm pulling out all the tricks to try to somehow connect with this audience. Vagina is a great Right. So here's <laughs> So <laughs> what I ended up doing was I fell back onto one of the oldest tricks, which is if you can't connect with them with your with your material, 
with stage presence, you just have to start talking to them. And hopefully they feed you stuff to go off of. Because I realize at this point, my jokes, my set is out the window. I just got to fill the time. I think I had to do 25 minutes. I tried jokes for three minutes. None of it worked. I go, I got 22 minutes to fill with these people. So what do I do? I go, start teaching me Greek. And when people teach you a new language, they don't teach you words like water fountain, um, you know, birdhouse, cheese. They went straight for genitals. And I'm not fighting it. Here we go. So I start learning. They, they tell me what the ladies, I think they went for, yo, know, let's see first. It's not going to be a dirty show, but now we do need to know what vagina is in Greek. Right. Mooney. Which, by the way, great. Come on. Is that the best word at Mooney? That's amazing. I might start using that. That's great. Mooney is the word for the ladies' bits. All right, Mooney. So the good news here is now it's getting fun. This is the first time that this audience has really laughed for me. They're starting to open up. The downside is this is about to spiral out of control. Mooney? So you can pay money for Mooney? That's a great business model right there. Get that money, make some money, go get some Mooney all day. All day, that's how we live. Damn, dude. That's beautiful. So yeah, at this point, I'm just riffing with them. I'm skating by. And again, in the back of my head, the time is ticking down. And I'm like, just keep going. We found something they like. We found something that's bringing life into the room. We just got to survive. Keep going. <laughs> What's the dude so naturally, yes, here's where I go into, I just, I've conceded at this point that we're just going to start learning all the genitals. So here I start talking about what are the guy stuff called? A what? Pilates? Muta? You guys know this word? Muta? I'm still not 100% sure, but yeah, but I think it was puta. I think the guy's thing is called a puta. Again, great word. Come on. We got Mooney. And then guys have a pizza. I love these. Pizza, fuck yeah! Put some pizza on a moody over here. Yes, this is my first Greek set. It's really great. Something after. It's a pizza, then it's a what? Now, this is where it starts spiraling because now they've realized that I'm just their circus monkey, that they can just get me to say things. And because I don't know what it is, they just get me to say things in Greek that they find funny and they know I'm going to repeat. I'm like a, basically a comedy um, parrot at this point, a Greek comedy parrot. So this, I think this is balls right here. And this is called Ahiria. Ahiria? I hear you And you see that reaction right there? I'm very aware at this point. They're not laughing with me. They're laughing at me. But I go laughs or laughs and I just got to get through this. Ukrainian. Okay, so here I go. I keep the crowd work going. I start talking to the lady in the front. 
And turns out she's Ukrainian. Again, nobody here is is English speaking, basically. Some of them do speak English, but it's very much like second language stuff. Like they this everyone, this is a very I almost felt like I was on like an international cruise ship show right now. Are you allowed? <laughs> so if you didn't hear that, she's what she said to me was I asked her where she's from, and right off the hop, she goes, penis in Ukrainian is punza. <laughs> so now I didn't even ask, and people are just offering up genitals in their language. Great. <laughs> I didn't even ask. I didn't even ask. She's just like, penis in Ukrainian is pervoika. <laughs> Dude, let's just, whoever's from a country, let's learn how to Or pervoika. Do that with a long show. I love it. This is the weirdest show I've ever done. In my whole life. Welcome to the great show, man. I think I'm getting paid in Greek currency for the show, too. Is there any other word you guys would like me to know? See how deep I'm reaching here? I looked. Again, I go, there's eight minutes left. And now it's just a free-for-all. Now I just go, start giving me words. And this is where it really gets crazy. What is it? Polo? So he said, Kolo. And I think this was butt, but let's see. So that guy said, once you go Greek, you don't sit for a week. So the audience is doing their own jokes at this point. It's just a whole butt. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, I'm very happy about that. Dude, these words are so much better than English. You get your butt out. Oh, me. You get that cold over here. I love it. What is um, ass in Ukrainian? Yeah, nobody knows. Dude, that's whole little. Nobody even talks about butts in Ukraine? I have never seen that side of the woman. I don't know. I don't that was it and that was so i got the them on the i got a one applause break when i started doing the ukrainian i mean russian accent for that and that was it that but that that was a show where this captures like part of it but at one point, I guess this didn't really capture how crazy this got. They literally, I, I almost handed the show over to them by accident. And they were just yelling words. Terrible things, too. And I would just say all of it. Because at a certain point, I was like, this is my way <laughs> to just get through this. So, it was, um, you know what, though? It was still fun. And that's where I don't mind having a little bit of chaos. I'm not a comic who every show has to be controlled it has to be 100% quiet and you listen to my t material, especially in, a, in an audience that's a tough, when it's a tough room like that, I like a little bit of interaction as long as it's lighthearted and uh, everyone's, you know, doing it, like I said, lighthearted, we're having fun. I'm totally down for that. I love to riff. Sometimes it gets me a little bit more engaged in the moment. And that was a show that was, I still had fun doing it. I wouldn't do it again. Or at least I would come in a little bit more prepared if I knew. 
But uh, yeah, that was the only show that I've ever done that's a different language. So I don't know. If you guys ever do stand-up, <laughs> I guess one of the questions when you get booked is what language is the show in? So anyway, I think that's that's kind of a fun behind-the-scenes look. It's fun to dust the stuff off, look back at um, you know what it's like to be a stand-up comedian. There's a, you know You have to deal with... Obviously, these these crazy audiences like this, I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg. As we continue on with these episodes, I'll bring up more experiences I've had. It's basically anything you can think of. Um, and then I, I can reveal some more jokes, too. Because I think that's it's fun to think about, for me anyway, where these things originate from, how they grow as jokes. Jokes I've had to throw away because I don't care about them anymore. Or they don't get received the same anymore. And what I'm trying to say is I'm become I'm learning Greek so that I can crush that circuit because it looks very lucrative. So anyway, this is Christmas Eve. Have a splendid Christmas Eve and I will see you guys tomorrow on Christmas Day for the fifth day of Christmas, which is the actual Christmas. Thank you guys very much. Thanks again for listening. Every time I'll do a little bit different on these episodes and uh, go give yourself a hug. Bye-bye.